Are you not entertained? Are you not entertained? Are you telling me you built a time machine? What about the warrior? The Statue of Liberty is kaput. Disconcerting. Take your sticking paws off me, you damn dirty ape. Welcome, welcome to Cine Siblings Dissect and Reflect, where Ian and I review our past drafts, see who won, see who lost, what were our mistakes, and we just kind of shoot the breeze and see what's going on. I'm James. And I'm Ian. All right, Ian, so what films have you seen lately? Uh, well, if you follow me on Twitter, I, me and Emily went, and t- went to the theater to see The Kid Detective. It's a, kinda, it's a smaller movie, uh, a lot of Canadian actors, but it's main star actor is adam brody of the oc fame and i'm a huge oc fan i have been for a very you know it's a a series that i always come back to and it's only four seasons so it's always easy to just kind of consume it all and then whatever but anyway the the movie surprised the hell out of me and emily it was really was really well done awesome awesome uh character development for the main character a nice mystery kind of neo-noir feel okay best i think it's the best movie i've seen in the theater all year that's not saying much but we did go see tenant and we were we also saw tenant uh and that movie was uh a drag man don't i i don't recommend going to see in the theater i would wait for it to come on home video which it's supposed to come on home video this december and watch it with subtitles because the the I can talk about this for hours, but leveling on the sound on that movie, it was terrible. Like mm. you'd be, they'd be talking and they're just talking at a normal uh, volume, but the score was just going over it, over it the whole time. Like uh. there was no, and it's all this exposition. The, like the entirety of the dialogue is expo- expository. And it's just, you're like, oh, I want to know how this stuff works, but too bad because you can't hear it over the drowning, droning score. Okay, and so that's Tenet. Ten, yeah, it's the new okay. Christopher Nolan movie, Tenet. I gotcha, gotcha. Which I it was you. not a good theater experience for us. Fair but. enough. Um, well, Sarah and I finally watched um, Ten Cloverfield Lane. I've been wanting to see that since uh, I saw the preview when it first came out. But uh, nice. It was, uh, I think. A free movie with ads on IMDb uh, to stream, mm-hmm. so uh, we we got a chance to watch it. I actually ended up watching it twice because she, uh, as is usual, sometimes <laughs> we watch a movie in the evening. She will conk out. Um, so anyway, I really enjoyed it. I thought it um, it was a good uh, different type of Cloverfield movie. It wasn't exactly what I was expecting. I still haven't seen the Cloverfield Paradox, um, which should be like the third to tie in and kind of start explaining some of what's going on. Well, I've Um, seen zero of them. I like it. I like a good, um, it's, it's a movie that makes you think and it's kind of exciting and it's really well paced. Um, so yeah, I've heard good things. Yeah. Uh, so I do recommend going to watch that one. Uh, and, and the original Cloverfield too. It's been a while since I've seen it, but that they're very different films in structure. Uh, Cloverfield is like the um, found footage monster movie, um, which I like, but um, 10 Cloverfield Lane, completely different. 
you know, it's right. more like a thriller uh, in, in some ways. So, or cool. actually not in some ways, it's a thriller. Um, right. But not, John not like that. Yeah. Not like Very a monster old. movie type thing. So we need to review our family movie draft. Hells yeah. So that was between you, Ian, Emily, your wife, and me. And she whooped our butts. She certainly did. And I think, let's let's just review the films. But uh, Ian, on your team, you had Labyrinth, The Princess Mm -hmm. Bride, Goonies, Hook, and The NeverEnding Story. Stand by my list, by the way. I wouldn't change anything, I don't think. Fair enough. Now, I had... The Muppet Movie, Cool Runnings, Home Alone, Heavyweights, and Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Now, Team Emily, which was the winning one, she had The Greatest Showman, It's a Wonderful Life, Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban, Matilda, and Jumanji, the original Jumanji film. so definitely Emily kicked our butts based on popularity. Yeah, well, we tied the Twitter poll, me and her, but the Facebook posts, uh, it was overwhelmingly in her favor. I think I got one vote and you got one vote Yeah, on the Facebook post. And I think... Uh, I think Harry Potter puts her over it. I think Harry Potter, everybody just voted for Harry Potter. And yeah. if I had take off the never ending story and put on Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone. I, I might've done the same thing for who framed Roger Rabbit. That was yeah. kind of, I like to pick something out the box um, on my draft to kind of just put it out of film. People haven't talked about in a while. Yeah. And I kind of feel that way about who framed Roger Rabbit. Um, but I think my, as far as movies I want to see. Um, then again, I watch Harry Potter probably more than any of them because it just comes on. But which, of the, set, which of the eight films are you going to watch? I think arguably I have the worst movie on my list with the never ending story, but it is a cult classic sure. in, in many ways. And then arguably Emily has the most legendary film with, it's a wonderful life. The most yeah. classic, the most, the one with obviously the most staying power. I mean, it's still talked about today as one of the greatest Christmas films of all time. And it came out in 1946. So obviously this movie has tremendous staying power. Um, and so that, that's arguably the greatest film on, on all 15 movies that were chosen here. Sure. But I like my list. I, I don't think I would change much. Yeah, I, I think I think my list is like early like millennial, your- early millennial, eighty, you know, mid eighties baby sort of sort of list there with the Muppet movie being the outlier. Because I remember when Who Framed Roger Rabbit was fairly new. I think that was nineteen eighty nine. Cool Runnings yeah. was in the mid nineties, maybe. Home Alone, right. early nineties, heavyweights, mid nineties. Yeah, I mean like I didn't have enough variety there. I think I think Emily had the the best variety. Um, your films were skewed a little bit older too. Your films did the same sort of thing, actually. Well, um, I was going for I was going for a theme here. 
You were going for the adventure. Yeah, I was going for the adventure because for me, I think that's the funnest thing for a family to embark on an adventure together. There's like you, like we talked about, there's scares, there's thrills involved in most most of most of my movies, and in most of the films as well. There's a uh, out and out villain of the movie. Yeah, um, I don't know, um, which I'm I think trying- is fun for for your for the whole family. Fair enough. Um, I guess it's all about, you know, what you grew up with, what's perspective. But I think, I think taking Harry Potter and we, you know, that could be almost a, a draft in and of itself. You'd have to limit the number a little bit because we're not counting. I mean, I guess you could start counting Fantastic Beasts. Yeah. You would have to do Wizarding World movies. Then there's 10. Yeah. Um, and they would have to be a two person draft or, yeah. or you do a, a top three uh, between three people. But, um, so what do you think, uh, about the wizarding world dropping Johnny Depp from being Grindelwald? Poor guy, man. He's going through a lot and I don't think it's all warranted. Um, unfortunately I'm not gonna, I don't want to dive into the politics of it all, but Amber Heard is kind of really messing his career up unfortunately when it seems the general consensus it seems that she's the one at fault but i can't i don't know what happened you know i can't sit here and say and defend him and demonize her and i'm not going to demonize him and defend her so i mean it sucks especially it's like warner brothers drops him from the film but the other star of the movie or another one of the stars of the movie in Ezra Miller who plays the young I guess he's a Dumbledore I guess that was the reveal of the the boring second movie which spoiler alerts bro he's so that movie was so terrible they're not good crimes of Grindelwald the first one was watchable I had fun like I didn't I didn't even watch it like I watched the second one before and I've seen parts of the other one. I just, I, anyway, continue. Well, the first one's serviceable. It's definitely watchable. It's not like I was, my attention was, oh my God, something's my eye. Sorry. Uh, It's not like my attention was taken away because it was so uh, boring, but I saw them both in the theater. Obviously my wife's a huge Harry Potter fan along with her Mm -hmm. entire family. And, uh, Dude, my eye. There's literally Texas in my eye right now. Um, sorry. So we saw the second one in the theater, and I wanted to be literally anywhere else. I was like, this movie's terrible. This movie's terrible. I like a lot of these actors, but mm-hmm. this movie's awful. Yeah. And it's such a shame. And I'm like, I literally, right at when the movie ended, I Googled how many movies are they trying to plan to do? Cause I have heard they're trying to do, plan to do a lot of these films to tell a big story of Grindelwald and Dumbledore. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, Oh my God. Yeah. I don't know. I could stop the, the whole thing, the, the whole wizarding wizarding world has lost a lot of charm for me. And I, and I'm not sure exactly why, and I think part of it is because these are not based on novels. Um, mm-hmm. And I think that, you know, the, the Harry Potter films, 
I, I feel like got progressively worse as they became more heavy. I see. I'm on the other uh, end. Well, I think well, the later ones are better. Okay. They make Besides less. Prisoner, Prisoner of Azkaban is the obvious best one. Um, they, they make less sense as the, the plot makes less sense. Let's say um, in the films uh, to me than it does in the book. Um, I'm, I'm one of those people who thinks the book is, is better. I'm an English teacher. What are you, you know, that's not really surprising. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, they get further and further away. And as they get further and further away, they just, they seem to be editing things out, not because it makes for better film, but because it's just easier to not explain things. Um, And I get that to a certain extent. Like I get why, for instance, Lord of the Rings makes certain uh, concessions and additions and things like that. But where they thought about getting further away from the book, they found that it made better uh, film in their second and third and fourth drafts when they got closer to it. And so that was kind of that was kind of my thing with it. But with that all that aside, it, it feels like the Fantastic Beasts series just it lacks. It's, it's more like they're making it up as it goes along. And so there's no real canon to go with, to harken back to, that people can look at and go, look, guys, okay, yeah, I know, but just wait till they make the next movie and it'll make more sense. Yeah, you know, this, that this, sort of thing. This film, obviously, I mean, the second one at least felt like a stopgap film where it was just like, oh, we're setting up all these sequels. And I'm like, but <laughs> that doesn't make a good movie in itself but i literally lost where i was going i was talking about ezra miller who he plays a character in the film and he is also who had he's the flash and all supposed to be the flash in the flashpoint movie Mm -hmm. he's in justice league we'll see more of him in Zack snyder's justice league on hbo max but he hasn't been removed from his roles and he like assaulted a fan apparently like what the hell why isn't he being removed from or being asked to resign his roles or anything right but it seems that's just gone away everybody wants to is just and amber heard is part of the warner brothers because she's mira in in justice league and aquaman and all that so but apparently she's still she's been cast to do additional photography in Zack Snyder's justice league. Interesting. As Mira. And so it just seems like things are not going both ways here, but if they have to recast for Grindelwald, obviously he's a central character in these movies. Uh, my choice is Killian Murphy. Your choice is always Killian Murphy. Yeah, man. He deserves so much more. Cast him in things, please. Um, Sorry, I've been watching Peaky Blinders, and I'm like, this dude, man. Yeah. This dude's so good. And then he pops up in things I, like, rewatch. I'm like, this dude, man, he's so good. <laughs> That's fair. Um, yeah, I don't really know who's who's really up for replacing Johnny Depp. Um, you know, that... I don't know. Oh, I just think... 
it's it's all pretty silly to to see Jude Law as as Dumbledore and Johnny Depp as Grindelwald when you know in the um I don't even remember the actor's name um the guy who played Grindelwald in uh the Deathly Hallows I can't remember which part I think the first part one actually he's the same he's the soldier who attacks Murin and Braveheart and like He's looked the same for I don't know how many years now, since 1995. He looks exactly the same. He's this old, bald dude. Yeah. And now, you know, like just a handful, you know, 20, 30 some odd years before he's, maybe it's 40, I guess. So 45 years before he's, he looks like uh, Johnny Depp, you know, with nice spiky hair. It's like, come on. And, and Jude Law, yeah, it's, there's too many things. It's just, don't it's just a different world that uses magic and they want to keep the same stuff but they want to make it look cooler it's like like i think they were on to something really cool with going to america and experiencing the american ministry of magic and the american stuff but they have to tie this stuff back into grindelwald and uh i mean i almost said ganon i almost said ganondorf but dumbledore for why like why i don't need i don't know i understand that there is a lot of backstory there but i don't need it uh yeah the the thing is is that you could i'm i'm interested to see the the duel the these legendary duel between dumbledore and grindelwald great fine give me a movie where that happens but you give me this two-parter where basically you're you're following this dude who only ever appears as a an author in a side note of a book from from nicholas flamel yeah no well it's not nicholas flamel he's the he's in the first one sorry right right he's in yeah but um no the main the main character and now i'm forgetting his name and i'm gonna lose my potter card but the guy who writes yeah scamander Scamander. like he's he's just supposed to be some author okay great but now we're we're supposed to be super interested in in his story and there's really not that much interesting about him he's kind of he's not interested in doing anything Uh, it's like all this stuff is he only cares about like his animals and that the animals are cute and stuff whatever it's like you know a pokemon film but like come on this he's supposed to be some central part of this great wizarding war and just i'm over it so you want to talk about what's in the works yeah i guess let's do it uh we're talking about shifting our focus away from the deep dives we've been doing into films and we are we do still have one on the books that's uh, a definite is saving private ryan um and focusing more in on our drafts we just feel it's the better show obviously and it we can do we're still going to do this one uh just to talk about the drafts and stuff but yeah, yeah. the drafts seem to be hitting home with more listeners and we're going to also more accessible. It is more accessible. 
Right. And I, when I listen to movie podcasts, for instance, I know that I skip over movies that I haven't seen. Yeah. Um, I'm not going to listen to an in-depth review of a movie that I might want to watch, uh, maybe occasionally, but it's usually stuff I might, I've seen or want to rewatch um, or maybe saw as a kid on an outlier if there's nothing else I really want to watch. But um, there's a lot of options when it comes to podcasts. Um, and we think that the, the drafts are more accessible. The other thing we want to do is we want to be uh, more respectful of people's time too. Uh, you know, doing better with our editing and uh, cutting down on the length and kind of just cutting to the chase on a lot of the films, the, the important things that we have to say about them. So that's one of the things that we're really going to focus on uh, in the future. So we might need a little, uh, break as we kind of come in uh, towards the, the end of the year. Um, everybody's kind of focusing on different things at that point anyway. So kind of have a, not a reboot, but a, um, you know how things change from season one to season two. So we're going to be moving into the second season of the Cine Siblings and have a little bit of a different focus and a little bit of a different feel. But um, we're always going to kind of be striving to, not kind of, we're always going to be striving to uh, improve our work. And so as long as we're doing this, that's what we're going to be doing. Thank you, yeah, man. That's, right. uh, that's, a, that's it. That's, what, that's what's up. That's what's up. <laughs> that's what's up. Yeah, and I think the drafts are, it's, it's less, less and more homework. I feel like uh, and we can watch, yeah, we'll watch more movies leading up to it, but that's, or rewatch more movies, watch movies we missed out on, but that's good for us as you know, but the note taking in a scene by scene dissection of a film is taxing and it, we, you kind of miss out. I mean, you do you do see more things you might not have seen before. And yeah. when you're pausing and taking notes and then watching it bit by bit, taking notes pausing and, and but you do kind of miss the movie the movie's magic in the rewatch that way i feel like true and i kind of want to focus more on like when we do those i want to focus more on like key scenes and key themes that are really highlighted because a lot of things that um when you do this breakdown um it, it's it sometimes makes things bigger deals than they are Mm -hmm. I, I feel like um so you know that that's not that they're good nor bad but you know you're you are seeing things that are choices of the directors um things from the writers and um scoop, uh, the, the composers and the actors and things like that that are really good and they kind of help you appreciate the medium more um but you have different there's there's different things that very few people are going to be watching like that and so being able to highlight a few of them is good, but also making mountains out of molehills is not always the the, the way to go either. Yeah. So, you know, a happy, a happy medium, uh, sure. moderation, all things in moderation, I think is what we're going to shoot for. I mean, recently we lost uh, Sean Connery. I just wanted mm. to say a few words. I mean, man, as a as scottish americans i guess just 
lost somebody huge. I mean, he hasn't been acting for a long time, but yeah. Uh, but he, it wasn't some track. It wasn't like out of the blue Chadwick Boseman sort of tra- tragedy. I mean, he's 90 years old. Yeah. He lived, he, he, he lived, he lived a, good a good life. life. Um, played in all the roles he wanted to play in. Like he's not. He, he, well, he took, he turned down Gandalf. I don't think he wanted that, but I don't know. No, but he turned down Gandalf and he turned down something else uh, that were both went on to be big hits. And he took on uh, League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. And when it, when it was uh, crapped on pretty heavily, he was like, all right, well, I guess I can't tell what's good and what's anymore. So let's, uh, let's wrap this up. Yeah. And he retired and he didn't, he didn't act. He was almost uh, kind of coaxed out of retirement for, I forget which role, but he'd, uh, he did not. Yeah. I mean, I don't know what the last role was he played in, but that his role in Finding Forrester, where he's kind of this reclusive. So good. Uh, author. It was author, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's been a long time since I've watched that film. But, you know, it, it kind of was like, this is perfect for him because I haven't seen him in a while. Although I'm sure he played in some things. No, that uh, was his last one was I think league of extraordinary gentlemen. Okay. So he definitely went out with a, not a great film. Huh? No, we didn't pick any from our superhero moments. Nothing came out of that movie. <laughs> uh, yeah, not. I remember watching that and not get it. Like as a kid, like when it, we first got it to rent. And like, I didn't get it. I remember like, falling asleep. That's fair. I might have too, but like, it was just, I was like, I don't understand. I think I may have gotten up to go play with toys or something. Um, I really don't, I don't even remember when that came out. I think it was 2000 something. So maybe okay, not. So probably not toys, but I don't um, know. That'll probably occupy my attention better. And then, Today it was announced that we lost Alex Trebek of Jeopardy fame. Um, yeah, he lost I, his battle with pancreatic cancer, which is cancer so, sucks, man. Always, but you know that he he approached it with a certain level of dignity and uh, bravery that was really admirable. So it, in those sorts of tragedies, all you can do is approach it. And how you approach it and how Alex Trebek chose to approach it, I thought was... Um, admirable, yeah, in my opinion. And admirable and noble and um, a, a good model. And I think that um, he's he's just, he's one of those greats and legends that, uh, you know, you just can't, I, I don't know, I don't know everything about him. And so I'm not going to say he, he was unimpeachable character-wise, but... He's pretty darn, pretty darn cool in my book, and he will be missed for sure. Um, it's going to be interesting to see who replaces him. I mean, he's not replaceable in my opinion. But tr- people said the same thing about Bob Barker with Price is Right, and Drew Carey has filled in that slot very well. Um, but there's a certain certain amount of wit that. I think the role of Jeopardy requires. And... It's very, it's a very subtle wit, though. Yeah, yeah. Um, and and 
because it, it's a it's a far more serious show than The Price Is Right. Yeah, and I don't want. Sorry, go on. No, I, it just like Bob Barker wasn't like the. He's not. He wasn't the comedian that like Drew Carey was, but Drew Carey can play a straight man. Yeah. Um, and kind of like, oh, okay, and you have a certain level of exuberance uh, with the contestants on The Price Is Right, but the Jeopardy is a far more serious show, and so the the level of humor um, that it requires is much more subtle. Um, and I don't know. I. I it's always been, I've always enjoyed watching both shows. Like when I would get to stay home from school, like, although I think the Je- I think Jeopardy would come on uh, after school. I think mm-hmm. it was like a four o'clock show here, but it was just one of those things of like, if you're, if you're staying with the, you know, our, our grandparents would watch it uh, when it came on. That was like a daily. So yeah, I, I lived with our grandparents for two years. So, uh, all, everything else in the the house ceased. It's there was nothing going on when Jeopardy was like they were glued <laughs> to their recliners watching Jeopardy. Yeah, and there was no disturbing them. Yeah, um, that's why they, that's why they were so smart, man. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> and it was it's it's funny when they knew the answers, they'd shout them out. Yeah. I also was a guest on another podcast this week. It hasn't yeah. been, the episode hasn't as of Sunday, November eighth. It has not dropped yet. But we talked about the film High Fidelity uh, from was, the from the year two thousand on the podcast named Film Trace. Which uh, so be on the lookout for that and go go give those guys a listen because they they're a lot of fun. Uh, so yeah, I've, be I've on been the lookout to- for for me uh, talking with those guys about the film high fidelity starring John Cusack. Yeah. So yeah, I heard you, you kind of got to crap on Cusack a bit. He's yes. given a, 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 <laughs> a, a maniacal grin. Well, yeah. And you'll just, you'll just need to go look at it. You need to go listen. Cause it's, it's uh, I think it's going to be a, a, quite a, quite an episode for, um, but that was fun. That was a lot of fun. And we're going to have those guys on for a draft um this december to be right. announced oh right we haven't decided what we're drafting yet yeah no yeah i'm gonna give them like two or three and let them choose which ones they are uh they want to do if both of them are coming okay. uh, or if one of them comes i don't know i'm not sure what's going what's going to go down but all right that sounds good so um all right well, that looks like fun, meeting and making friends with uh, fellow podcasters out there in the, the movie podcast world. Oh, yeah. All right. This has been The Cine Siblings, a Dissect and Reflect. I'm James. And I'm Ian. And until then, go, go watch a new movie. movie. <laughs> <laughs> no, an old one, an old one. Go watch a new one. Thanks for listening to the Cine Siblings Podcast. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Cine Siblings Pod.